Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Halifax, welcome back to another episode of Halablab on, well, it's my tradition, so I have to do it on a maybe clear, but very cold Friday here in Halifax. Uh, Welcome to another episode. I'm happy that you're here with me. And today I'm really excited to talk to my guest, Lindsay says Lindsay D on screen here, but uh, Lindsay McPhee of the Flotation Center, and I'm going to introduce her in just a minute. Quick mm-hmm. reminder that Halablab for this season ends at the end of March, and I actually checked today and I have two spots left. One was grabbed this morning, so we only have two spots left if you'd like to be featured on Halablab this season. If you're interested, please reach out, send us a quick message at info at twerp.ca, that's T-W-I-R-P, or you can message me on any of the platforms. I'm pretty easy to find on all of them. Um, And I want to give a shout out as well today to Social Media Day Halifax, which of course is my other baby, a one-day conference for small business owners who are looking to manage their own social media but need some help and maybe can't afford to go to the big conference out in San Diego that I go to every year. So we bring some of that knowledge here to you and we focus on uh, local experts who have lots of knowledge to share and local case studies. So if you're interested in joining us at Social Media Day Halifax, there are early bird tickets on sale now. I think they're about half sold out and you have till the end of March or when they're sold out to get them for $145. You can get the information for Social Media Day Halifax at really complicated socialmediadayhalifax.com <laughs> so it's pretty easy there to find the ticket information page and next week we will be putting out the call for presentations for the conference so if you are thinking you've got a great case study or you want to share your knowledge of how to use one of the social networks in a specific way we would love for you to apply to speak at the conference We're looking for new presenters. We can't have the same exact conference as last year. So we want to have some new presenters and we're always looking for new information and new things that we might not have thought of last year. So please, when you see that, share it widely. And if you think you are a good speaker to join us, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, I want to introduce my friend, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Lindsay spends her days doing her best to gently encourage others to meditate, be kind, and live a life in service. A former chemical engineer turned happiness enabler and mental illness speaker, Lindsay loves chatting with folks about what they're doing to elevate their quality of life. She founded the Flotation Center Health and Wellness in 2015 and has been sharing the benefits of flotation therapy, meditation, and mindfulness far and wide since. Self-proclaimed as a goofy open book who laughs a little too loudly, Lindsay continues to bumble her way through this whole entrepreneurship gig while finding harmony in her own self-care and mental health sovereignty. I love it. Lindsay is literally, (laughs) literally one of the coolest people I know. And I mean, cool as in just calm and cool. Mm -hmm. 
I can't wait to uh, share some Lindsay with you guys. <laughs> I, I just love her. So Lindsay and I met at a Center for Women in Business um, mastermind that we were both mm -hmm. part of called AMP. And we got to spend a day, a month together for a whole year. So we got to know each other quite well. But um, I want to share, I want you to share some of the things that I probably already know that other people don't know about you and the flotation center and meditation and all that fun cool <laughs> stuff. So let's start with, I think, I think I want to start with what is flotation? What is float therapy for those who don't know? Certainly. So I kind of joke around with people and say my job is gaining trust and getting people naked quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but what flotation therapy is, is that it's actually been around since the 1950s. And the guy who was doing these uh, preliminary experiments was trying to see what would happen if your brain wasn't being ping, 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 ping with stimulus all the time. They thought that you would go into a coma. So they created this kind of frictionless, very environmentally controlled contraption that you would just floated in. Um, but initially, though, you were wearing like a... Um, you know, an underwater deep sea diver kind of mask sort of thing when you're floating and you were kind of suspended like this. Oh, <laughs> so um, on your stomach. Yeah, kind of on your stomach. You're most more like almost standing up as opposed to the float tanks that you will see now. Oh, okay. okay. Lay back. So um obviously a lot more time and money back then. So um so that's what initially, like, that, that's how sensory deprivation started. And then um, one of the um, mentees of the person who was doing all these experiments created, like, a flotation therapy tank that you can use at home or in, or in a commercial setting. So floating now, what I tell people is, is that you are in a well-engineered but semi-enclosed sort of tub with a heavy-duty filtration system. There's a thousand pounds of Epsom salts that are dissolved in about 11 inches of water. Yeah, that's a lot of salt. So you float. And the how many pounds? A thousand. Isn't that a ton? That is a ton. So the tank itself <laughs> weighs, I think, 600 pounds. The water plus the Epsom salts weighs an extra two tons. It's bananas. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And Crazy. so a lot of people don't. Because they'll, they'll, some folks will say, like, we have a waiver when you come in and it says, you know, please don't have any accidents sort of thing. They say, well, tell me how much would it cost to, to change everything out? I said, well, not even thinking about loss of time, it's at least a thousand dollars. Like Epsom salt's quite expensive, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, a thousand pounds of Epsom salts dissolved in um, about a, a ton of water. And the temperature of the uh, water and air in there is at the same as your skin surface. So after a while, you lose your sense of touch and feeling. And because there's no sight, sounds, or smells, your brain isn't being ping, 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 ping all the time with all this external stimuli. It actually induces relaxation. So um, you've probably heard like, you know, we only use 10% of our brain. Mm -hmm. Well, Right now, you and I just having this conversation, about 90% of our brain's activity is just dedicated to processing what we're seeing, what's around us, and all that stimulus. So when you float, your brain isn't being activated in that same way. So what happens, it actually goes into a deeper state of relaxation. And that's where the magic happens in floating. Um, your cortisol goes down, which is your stress hormone. Um, but you have like all these like uh, releases of happy neurotransmitters and dopamine and your endorphins. So it increases a good like 
a good mood and, and, and feeling generally happy. Um, ah, so this is why you're so cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's really funny. Someone said to me, oh, man, that must be like the chillest business to own. I was like, I wanted to hug them and say like, I love you, but you're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what I am thankful for though, is that I do have in place, like I'm surrounded by people whose priority is to take care of one another. So that's a great um, environment to be in when, especially if you're an entrepreneur and really need to take care of yourself because it's a reminder, like, you know what, I do need a massage or I do need to, to float and, and, or little things like that. So I'm very, I'm very privileged in that sense too, but I, but I need it. Like, I don't think I could run any other business because <laughs> this one takes care of me too, like, and my well being. <laughs> so tell us what, what happens when we go float? Like what, what are we stepping into? And, and you said 11 inches of water. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the first thing that we tried to do initially is just like, make sure that you know how much this really means to us that you're coming in here and you're spending your time with us. Like that's very, very important. And I'm so grateful for people who decide to step up and take care of themselves. We fill it in intake form and then we give you a full walkthrough. So the first time I floated, someone was like, here's some earplugs, don't get any water in your eyes. And I was terrified while floating. I just like laid there like this and I wouldn't move because um, I thought I was going to mess it up. Uh, Fast forward, you don't you can't mess up floating unless you float face down. So don't do that. Um, and so, yeah, you you step into the tank. You have an option whether or not you want to close the door. You never have to close the door all the way and be in complete darkness. Um, we give you earplugs. You shower first, so you're it's very sanitary, a very clean process. And then when you're in the float tank, all you do is just lay back. And most people like to float like this. You just lay back and you float. So your, our float sessions here are 75 minutes in length. Um, they usually vary between anywhere between 60 minutes and 90 minutes. The first bit of the float session is usually just acclimatizing. So I tell people, take your time, get comfortable, maybe do like a bit of some stretching or a body scan and just like relax. Then I get people, I say, the easiest thing to do is focus on your breath because we're always breathing. So that's something to, that we can always pull our attention back to. And um, I found that when you're focusing on your breath, it helps you stay present and that helps you get into a deeper meditative state. Now, some people fall asleep. That's totally cool. We play music at the end of your session to let you know your time's up. If not, we send in some electric eels. So that takes care of that. <laughs> that and was then, my question. What happens if you fall asleep? How do you know when to get out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we play music, but also we have a procedure too where knocking on the door we announce that it's us we use our name we use our guests name like everything that we do is trying to increase the amount of comfort that the person is experiencing in a safe and non-judgmental environment um we i think probably most of the people who do work here had definitely have some experience whether it's with ourselves or someone close to us with like mental illness and so we understand when people are coming in and they write I'm coming in to float because of anxiety to honor that and then our goal is to make sure that we've empowered them as much as possible so that they can own their float session themselves mm -hmm. um yeah and I mean but also we're just really easygoing and and 
we love to hug. I love to hug. You'll probably come in here and you'd see a ton of pictures of cats because I told myself I was never going to hide who I was again. And when I was an engineer, I had to kind of hide my quirkiness and stuff. So I just, it was amazing that I, um, that I have a space that I can really just be myself. Mm. And I've never fully experienced that before, like in, in any of my past, like, you know, em employment positions that I had in the past. So, yeah. So Bridget's watching here live on Facebook and she says, it's really interesting because she's heard a lot about this, but having the play by pay play is really helpful because now she knows what to expect if she decides. Yeah. To come. And I think not knowing exactly what this is probably mm -hmm. keeps some people away because they're just too Certainly. scared to go find out. So do you go in naked? Is that how you, you do it? So you float naked. So you're in your own private room with your own private shower and float tank. We encourage people to float in the nude for two reasons. One, you just don't want to feel that constriction of your bathing suit on your body because you, the goal is to let go of all your senses. The second is um, just any detergents that you may have on your swimsuit. We don't want to bring that into the float tank. That said, if you're more comfortable floating with the bathing suit, we do have people who do it. We just ask them, make sure you take a shower wearing your bathing suit, lather up with their unscented body wash, rinse, rinse, rinse really well, and then you can get in. Mm. Like again, um, it's we try to give as many options to accommodate people to make sure that they are getting specifically what they need out of the experience. So um, some people, you just need to give that one little saying of, you don't have to close the door all the way and you can see their shoulders just drop like, oh, okay, yeah, this is me. And you never have to stay in the entire time. Oh goodness, because 75 minutes feels long. You know, like, so just like those little, we take the time to try to create a custom experience for every single person who's come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds really cool. It's one of those things that I keep saying, ever since I met you, I've said, oh, I really have to go try that one of these times. <laughs> and I, I know one of these days I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm making well, a commitment to you. I will make yeah. it down to try this. And then I'll tell everybody how wonderful it is. <laughs> I'm sure. um, but you mentioned that you were a chemical engineer. So yeah. how did you go from being a chemical engineer to this seems so totally opposite, mm. although I know kind of how it's not. But tell us the story of how you went from being a chemical engineer to owning the flotation center? <laughs> uh, a lot of heartbreak and hard times. Um, so um, when I decided to go into chemical engineering, I was, I, I was in chemical environmental engineering and I thought that I was going to save the world. So I wanted to do some really big things, um, but felt really limited because I was just a junior engineer. And this is when I was living in Vancouver, BC. So what happened was I decided to move back here after I went through a divorce and I was like, it's time to kind of move home to Nova Scotia. The job that I moved back for fell through. And mm -hmm. uh, also, I mean, I say this a lot, but like we all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's what I was doing with engineering is that I was just trying to make it work when I was truly very unhappy. Mm. And so when I moved back to Nova Scotia and my job dissolved, <laughs> suddenly I, uh, I didn't know what to do. So I fortunately I was able to get on EI and it gave me some time to really think about what was important to me. And I applied for the SEED program. So I got into the SEED, Self-Employed Benefits Program, because um, really um, 
probably about in my second or third year of engineering, there was this professor who came in and he worked a lot with engineers without borders. And he said this quote that I'll never forget. And it was the happiest moments of my life were spent in the service of others. Mm. And I knew deep down that that's really what fills my cup. I don't like to use the word helping people because it, it implies that they're broken or need help. It's like just to serve others. So um, when I was doing that in engineering, I thought I was going to be getting out all these like environmental, like, yeah, I've got, I'm David Suzuki and I are best friends and I've saved this waterway. But it wasn't like that at all. But with floating on this one-to-one connection, I get to have with people like when they come out and three weeks ago, a woman came out and said, I have been in pain for 15 years from a car accident, chronic pain. And it was the first time in 15 years that she's been pain-free. I was like, you're, that's the reason why I'm doing this. You know, that's the reason why I'm pulling my hair out for this. <laughs> that's a pretty powerful testimonial. Yeah. And, and that's not, um, that's, that's regular. That really, really is like, sometimes there's a lot of pretty amazing stuff that happens here, a lot of healing. And we just tried to hold space for people who are coming in to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. okay. Started, started getting an echo, echo there, there, but, um, tell us what are the benefits of float therapy? Oh, you're just away from your kids for 75 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm in. You know what, actually the biggest, the the biggest benefit is just that um, pattern interrupt disconnecting from technology. Like that's what I will say to everyone on the most like fundamental level, just disconnecting for those 75 minutes is really, really important. It's like unplugging your modem, you know, for a minute and then plugging it back in again. A lot of people find that they refresh back to like their baseline, but Scientifically speaking, um, it lowers your cortisol, it lowers your blood pressure, it helps with fibromyalgia, chronic pain, muscle and tension pain, even like skeletal and in your joints and bones and ligaments. Um, And these are all proven things too, which is really great because the engineer in me loves the, not the, I love like the, yes, this fits in this box, this is perfect, check. Um, there was a recent uh, float therapy research project that was done that showed like that as you're floating, your cortisol levels are dropping in real time. Like they're measuring cortisol, doing blood tests and stuff like that. Um, it's great for women who are pregnant because of the magnesium absorption. It's great for folks who are trying to recover from surgery or a really hard workout. Um, it lessens your recovery time by about one third. Um, it, it, it puts you into the meditative state. That's what really like, that's where a lot of like the um, benefits come from is just that it does put you into a more deeper state of relaxation. There were a couple of things you said there that triggered for me. One is cortisol. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, I don't, I mean, I'm not huge into the health benefits of Mm -hmm. every anything really, Mm -hmm. but seems to me cortisol is an overabundance of cortisol ladies is what causes uh, belly fat. Yep. Yeah, if you get that wheel around your tummy, that's where women hold our cortisol mm-hmm. is around our as a as in our tummy, and that's what it is. It's like your adrenals are just like overproducing because they're just shot. They're they're working so hard that we just have this accumulation of cortisol and just hangs around in our yeah. tummy area. Um, so it's it's great for low, lowering that. And again, these are all things that have been proven um, with with floating too. Yeah. Not just the hippy dippy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I, he- I heard you say was magnesium. And mm-hmm. I know 
Um, all of my healthcare practitioners have told me that I need more magnesium mm -hmm. in my life because I get muscle spasms, oh, and I, you know, all kinds of things that magnesium would help. I can't eat bananas and bananas is one of the best sources of magnesium, right? Oh, no way. I so, didn't know that bananas. Well, I think it is. Anyway. It's, I know it's, I know it's <laughs> bananas are good for potassium and vitamin. Oh, potassium. Hmm retinol there's something else like maybe it's k yeah. yeah i don't know maybe i've got my my vitamins and minerals mixed up but we're all doctors. anyway they definitely tell me i need magnesium so i'm thinking okay you're just i i'm i'm um pulled more and more to come try this yeah. well i can tell you um two things one is the the most efficient way to absorb magnesium in your body is actually through the skin. Most people take supplements and stuff like that. Um, but what happens is that the magnesium kind of gets broken down before it gets to places where it needs to be properly dispersed. Um, so, and you get that from floating. The second is, is um, we have an amazing magnesium spray <laughs> that is like a miracle spray. Like if you have the cramps and restless legs, um, I, I'm not trying to talk it up too much, but we do call it a miracle spray because mm -hmm. most people get magnesium. It used to be through like greens, leafy greens, but it's a mineral. So it's got to come from healthy soil. Our soil is not healthy. So about 80% of our population is deficient in magnesium. And we're only finding out within the past five years that how many different chemical reactions magnesium is used for in our body. And it's like 250 chemical reactions. And it's, if a deficiency in magnesium is related to stress um, uh, and depression. There's actually a study came out saying, take magnesium and I'll help you with your depression. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then things like aches and pains and, and muscular problems too. Yeah. That you should yeah. take. I should, I should, I should be taking should, it. And I, should come be floating. I should be doing lots of things. I mean, I know should, right? Yeah, should. We should on ourselves a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's like you said, somebody told you this should be the coolest or most chill job ever. But every entrepreneur, we always put our own self care at the mm. end, right? So yeah. we all have to get better at that. And so I, how, how often do you float? So my goal is to float about once a week. I am my very best when I'm floating once a week. I, I, uh, I, I was doing that for probably about an entire year and a half. And then I kind of got thrown off over the, the past summer. But I went from having like an anxiety or a panic attack once every 10, 14 days to like, you know, touch wood. I haven't had one in a long, long time. And I attribute that to floating, but also recognizing where my boundaries are and just not pushing those too much either <laughs> that comes with having own, owning your own business and being comfortable with it right you know yeah you know what you can do and what you can't and who to push and who not to push and I always say <laughs> that I well I don't know what I always say but <laughs> <laughs> it just it's my business so I can do it however I want yeah and yeah. I have nobody to answer to but me so if you yeah. don't like how I run my business too bad for you. And that's challenging because some people don't understand that because they, if you're publicly offering a service or a product, um, it's like, well, this is how I want it. And this is the way that it has to be because it's out there in the world. But really that's it, within the first, say, I'm going to say five years of entrepreneurship, 
that's one of the very flexibility in what we're doing and how we're doing it is one of the few perks because we're not getting rich off this right now. <laughs> so just having that ability to create your ideal schedule and life and things like that, or at least getting to that point or seeing what that looks like, like that's a, that is a big perk of, of it. And I'm, you know, a big perk where I get to vote once a week too, because I just, that gets scheduled in my planner, non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah, well, we all need to do better at uh, the non-negotiable self-care, yeah. probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I always just remind people to just do the best with where you're at, because mm -hmm. your best is going to be changed from day to day. But as long as you're showing up and doing your best, even when people come into float and they're like, oh, I just, I don't know if my head wasn't in it today. And I just remind them like, one, thank you for at least showing up. Because the biggest part of even going to the gym or, or floating is actually just arriving. Yeah. And then after that, it gets a bit easier. It's true. If you could just yeah. get yourself out the door. Right? Yeah. Um, so I recently, I haven't read this book, but I recently learned that the Mel Robbins five second rule book hmm. is not about you can eat food off the floor if it's only been there for five seconds. <laughs> I was like, that's what my assumption was about the book. I was like, tell me more. So I didn't actually, that's not what I thought the assumption was, but it sounds funnier that way. It's actually a business book. And I actually thought it was about the concept of if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five seconds worrying about it, hmm. which is something I try to tell myself all the time. If, yeah. if this fight with somebody isn't going to matter in five years, then just put it out of your mind, right? Mm. If it is, then do something about it. So I try to live by that, but her book is actually about after you make a decision to do something, you have five seconds to get in action to do it before your brain starts trying to convince you not to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you say, oh, I've got to go for a float session, you've got five seconds to start getting up out of your seat or start walking towards your boots or the door or the car or whatever, before your brain starts right. trying to tell you oh, you don't really need to go today. It's okay if you skip. You won't, it won't feel that bad if you skip you yeah. another day. Like your brain will start to tell you that stuff because we're lazy, right? We yeah. want to stay. We want to be sedentary. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be sedentary. So um, yeah, that you, whatever you said a minute ago reminded me of that book that I haven't read yet. <laughs> That's really great to hear. I, I haven't read that book either, but I have heard about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things that I've learned about like breaking ha habits or creating mm -hmm. new ones, um, they're all about the, they end up scientifically focusing on like what's happening at this cellular level. And so hearing that, like you have five seconds, that makes complete sense to me. I'm just like, yeah, already my body will, and my brain will try to hijack, like, no, you don't need to float today. No, you floated last week. You should probably do other work. It's just like, you know, you yeah. just got to go and do it. Just go do it. Just go do it. Just do it. <laughs> Do it. All right. Um, before we switch over to talking about social media, is there anything else you want to tell us about floating or the float center? Um, you know what, just if you have been curious about it, uh, to come and try it. Um, and you should float, you should try it more than once. And the reason why is the first time you float, it certainly is an interesting experience. And a lot of people are nervous because this is a unique environment that most folks have not uh, been in that situation before where you're floating naked in an enclosed space and I try to I honor people who come in um, 
and uh, try to create like a really cozy, welcoming environment. But I also try to be a little bit lighthearted. So just do that with yourself as well. Go easy on yourself if you haven't tried it yet. And um, honest, like one of my main reasons for the flotation center was to try to encourage people to have an at-home meditation practice. So if you ever come in and you just float once and you like, oh, wow, I just meditated. I've never done it before. I'm going to try it at home. I feel like I've done a pretty good job. So um, just uh, come on in, come on down, <laughs> come on down uh, and give her a whirl. And um, any questions, so at all, we love talking about floating. And I and our goal, again, is making people feel cozy. So if you wanted to, we've had people come in like three or four times just to even see what the float tanks look like before they floated. And, and I will take my time and spend as much time as possible answering every single little question to ensure that someone's going to feel really safe and comfortable before they even get into a float tank. That's my goal. All right. All right. I'm making a commitment. I'm going to find a time to come down and try Yay! floating. <laughs> I love it. I look like everybody else. I need stress relief. And um, I think you have some kind of, you have massage therapist on site now yeah. too, right? Yes. Yeah, you so have a combo deal of combo. some kind. Yeah, we do a float massage combo. So it's a minimum of one hour massage. And if you float directly before, directly after it, instead of your float being $65, it's only $40. Mm. So uh, a lot of people love going for massage first and then floating because their yeah. body is uh, already in a more relaxed state. And when you're floating, because the high amount of Epsom salts, it actually helps with drawing out any of that I'm going to say the word toxins, yeah. but we'll say like lactic acid and stuff that you're, that has been created in your muscles. So it does help with that too. Well, I know I go for regular massages and I know my massage therapist is always telling me to soak in Epsom salts, Epsom salts exactly. uh, especially when she's particularly mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> mean with love. Mean with love. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough love. Yeah. I love every minute of it, but, um, yeah, I mean, I and the other thing is, by the end of my massage, I'm always almost falling asleep. Mm. So I can see the benefit, lots of benefits of, of doing yeah. the massage first and then floating. So, okay. I'll admit one of the best float sessions I've ever had was because I had a massage first. I also was incredibly exhausted at the time too. So mm. when I, when I was in the float tank, it didn't take me long to settle and my brain was quite calm as well, but just, I found once you're more physically relaxed, it's easier to become more mentally relaxed as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a bit about social media. How important is social media to your business? It's incredibly important. Um, like, every business I think it should be um I do all the social media I did have someone who was helping out like an employee here was helping out for a while and then about a couple months ago I took back the the um you know took, took back doing it all the time mm -hmm. I love it because uh if people have questions we can answer it and people can see the answer to the question and help with educating so we focus a lot on um, on Facebook, for example, like more research, educational. You're going to spend a little bit more time um, with what we're presenting to you, whereas Instagram is a little bit lighter, a little bit more quicker. Um, and um, it's also how, that's how we share a lot of other like people who come in and float, share their stuff as well, too. Mm -hmm. Which one's your favorite? What's your favorite network? I, I love Instagram. Um, yeah. 
But I will admit, I th and I think that this is probably a common theme. I'm really challenged with social media. Like I likely wouldn't be on it if I didn't have, it was running the business. Cause I get negatively impacted by social media quite a bit um, in terms of, uh, you know, the mindless scrolling. So I've managed to cut most of that out of my life, but what's been some of the challenges like was, you know, not to get too whatever, but like bullying or, mm -hmm. uh, or I've been stalked before or things like that. And it was done through social media. Yeah. So I think I have a bit of a guard up around it, but I love it because there's so many people that I connect with. And I feel like I know them that when they come in here, I know I'm getting a hug. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you and I were both at leading ladies last night networking. Mm -hmm. Thanks, and Mena. <laughs> thanks, Mena. And Mena was my guest last week. Mm. Um, you know, when you walk into that room that there's going to be somebody there, yeah. you know, from social media. So even if you think you're walking into a, a blank room where you mm -hmm. know nobody, there's somebody in there somewhere mm -hmm. that's going to say, oh, you're Lindsay from the float center. Oh, I know you. Yeah. And, and then you feel like you know them. It's great because um, you're, you might be showing up to that event alone but there are people who you know at least on a surficial fringe level that it's enough to just make you feel like okay you know what I there are some people who I know here and that's a-okay mm -hmm. yeah I had yeah. several people walk up to me last night that I'd never met in person yeah I know I too. knew I knew online um, including Stacey O'Rourke who uh, walked up to me and I, we'd never met in person and she remembered having a conversation with me on Twitter about those crazy earrings I was wearing <laughs> last night so awesome. it's we remember the conversations we have with people online yeah they become friends yeah and I think that's what people who don't get it that's what they're missing is that opportunity to really build those relationships mm -hmm. with people online and I'll admit, I don't use Twitter uh, as much. Like I do have personal Twitter and then for business. And my business Twitter is mostly used for like if we have availabilities and information sharing. But my personal one is where I spend more time interacting with people. Um, and I was at the Halifax Chamber of Commerce uh, event last week. And I was volunteering there behind the registration table. And I must have gotten up probably six times to go out and give people hugs. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them are people from Twitter who I'd had it like, a, I, do you know, Paul Ryan? Yeah. 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 So even him, like I, all of his dogs, I'm obsessed with. <laughs> and then I finally, I'm like, I love your dogs. Thank you for existing. <laughs> like, you know, on the internet so that mm -hmm. I can follow your dogs. <laughs> and we kind of laughed at that because it's, when else would that happen? You know, I feel yeah. this is a person who I feel like I really know, at least from afar, I at least know that I would like them in person as well. And then you go out and you see them, you're like, that's really cool that we were connected by 140 characters when it was 140 characters, you know, and, yeah. and, I, and I love that. And there's something really simple about that. So you said Instagram is your favorite. What is yeah. it about Instagram that you like better than the others? Um, so with Instagram, I think I've just always been a more visual person and I do love uh, photography. Um, so seeing that, but I also, um, I like, I'm an inspirational quote kind of person, but um, and so what I do like about Instagram is even just the ease of sharing that sort of thing. Um, Facebook, I just, Facebook for me is more 
friends and family. Instagram is where I just feel like I can just kind of be myself a little bit more too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's it too. I also, when I'm on Instagram, I'm very, very, very aware that it's just a formula. You know, if you really want to have 10,000 followers, you can do one plus one equals two and you'll get 10,000 followers. So I don't take it as uh, seriously as I used to because I understand that you can feign authenticity, you can feign vulnerability, you can convince people to think that you are this person and without being that way, without, and, and it is a formula. So I don't put too much into how many followers we have. It's genuine engagements with people and um, I don't know, and just trying to share our, what we're doing as best as possible. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's how it becomes successful, right? I, I was just having a conversation by email with another entrepreneur today telling her what you're doing is great. You're a little heavy on the promo side. So it's promo, mm -hmm. promo, promo, promo. You have to do more of the engagement, engagement. side of things, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's where the real sweet spot is. Yeah. Mena is actually watching us live here oh. and she says you need to promote your community partners program. So what's your community partners program? Oh my gosh, she's so lovely. Um, so my goal here is to treat our monthly members like gold. Um, and so our monthly members, they sign up for a minimum of three months. They float once a month mm -hmm. with that float. It's a discounted float price. It's only $50, but then they get like uh, made with local bar, and either good more kombucha or juice from Anvi. But what we also do is once a month, we highlight another local small business and um, we do our best to kind of pump their tires. And what they do is they offer us something for our monthly members, whether it's use this promo code and get a discount or we do a draw, but it's basically um, falling under the, that umbrella of a rising tide lifts all ships and how important it is to, that we even promote other health and wellness businesses because that competition thing, I'm very acutely aware of it, but I'm also not focused on it. So I would rather us all rise together. So the key, and also with the community partnership too, is that I was feeling really lonely. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you, you become a silo sometimes, especially yeah. if you work from home or you have an office that's in a closet like I do here. <laughs> like you, you just become really, um, you know, in your own world a lot. So the community partnership is another way that I get to feel like I'm more social <laughs> by interacting with other businesses and, and doing what we can to, um, to promote one another. Mm -hmm. So the community partnership is, it's a monthly membership. Is that what it is? So for, if you wanted to, so if you, as a business, say, if you, if Twerp wanted to be a, a community partner, you would just send us a message saying, or a, we have an application uh, as a community partner, you yourself and all your team members float for a really, really discounted rate. And in return, um, our community partners usually offer either a discount or, or something to draw or prize or raffle off. With. I understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just a way just to kind of be a little bit sweeter to our members, like just a little bit more, but also um, supporting another business that aligns with, with who we are. So for example, this month, our community partner um, starting today was simple ritual skincare and Angela is amazing. She makes all of these like oil-based cleansers and this and stuff from home, but we even use that here. Like we offer our guests that stuff here for free. So that mm -hmm. completely makes sense. And they come out and they're like, I can't believe that you just gave me all these things to use for free after I floated. Like it's so it's just, 
all comes full circle in the end. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me, I remember something about you have a program for uh, some kind of volunteer program or program. I can't remember. So I have a few things. We have karma employees. So we use the same principle that a lot of yoga studios use is that people who normally would have maybe a financial barrier to come into float, they exchange a few hours and we provide them with the float. So a lot of yoga studios do that, that same thing. Um, we also have a float ambassador program, which is, I believe we're around 13 or 14 different ambassadors who in exchange for floats, they kind of are our walking sandwich boards and can have genuine conversations. Like they're educated on the, this, that, yay, nay, et cetera, et cetera. Like they're all down with it. They get it. Um, and then we support them by, with, with floats and even just, you know, all of our, um we have practitioners here like massage and stuff just said yeah all your float ambassadors now get 15 percent off so it's just another way to kind of help one another out mm-hmm. and oh, then cool the other thing that we do have too is um we do have a compassion float program so if people are financially um unable to come in you can apply and then we end up doing our draw or like just because i couldn't play god and just choose one person right <laughs> they get one float a month uh, or sorry, one float a week for an entire month. And then after that, they will always float for 50% off the cost. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so you are, you're giving back to the community in a lot of ways. Uh, tr- trying to, in a way that um, makes sense with what we have. And I think that maybe you likely have experienced this as well, is that sometimes you just want to give, 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 that you're starting to take from your own reserves, mm-hmm. that this is a really good way that we can offer you know, from what we have without, um, without, you know, running ourselves dry from whatever that may be, if it's energy expansion or whatever. Yeah. I guess Halablab is kind of that for me because I, you know, my goal is to promote other small businesses Mm -hmm. like you and it's actually a lot of fun for me and it's a pretty easy way for me to, to talk to you guys and to promote you guys and so on. So that yeah this this energizes me doing this every friday i love it that's awesome because i i really like when someone asks me if i want to be on a podcast i'm like oh my gosh are you sure (laughs) do you know like i i'm just a regular person but then um it's also very sweet and kind that you thought to be like hey Lindsay, i think that you would be into this thing and it does like we get to have a really good chat but also like pump one another's tires like I was telling my friend yesterday I said whatever Anita does for preparing for this Hallie Blab conversation in terms of reminders for emails and texts I was like we need to do it we need to step up our game because your professionalism and just your organization just for getting this uh, you know recorded podcast going I was so impressed I was just like Anita knows what she's doing. And this is amazing. We got to step up our game. Well, I appreciate that. But I have help. So <laughs> I have Kim in the background who has already put up your links and so on in the, oh, in the comments you. here, because I can't do that while I'm talking mm-hmm. to you. So I have help to be that organized mm-hmm. and Kim's fabulous. But well, it's, um, it's, it's just, a, this is a, I guess it's a bit of a passion project for mm-hmm. me. It's a lot of fun to come in and talk to a different entrepreneur every week. And to, I always, I try to, to, um, I try to focus a little bit on social media at the end, but then we always get pulled back into the business, just like we just did now, we got pulled back into the business because one of my goals is to talk to people who have different businesses. I don't, 
I could talk to a million financial advisors. I could talk to a million lawyers, a million um, business coaches, but mm-hmm. I'm looking for the really interesting, fun, different businesses that are here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I, I thought about a minute ago, and I just want to mention it again, just before Christmas, I had Jake Boudreau on. Yes. The Halab Lab. He was the guy for anybody that's listening. He was the guy who is running Kindness 3D and they collect plastic cup caps. Mm-hmm. So all the little bits of plastic that you can't put in the recycling for whatever reason, um, he collects that stuff and they recycle it and turn it into uh, prosthetic bionic limbs for people in need around the world. And you are one of the drop-off points for the yes, cap, we are. right? Yeah. So if you have any hard plastic, or I think that some of the cannabis lids or the what some of the material that he's looking for, yeah. um, uh, you you can drop it off here. And and Jake is actually, and I, I this is public, so Jake is actually a monthly float member here, and we love him very 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 much. And when he told me about his project, I was just blown away that someone wanted to do that out of out of the goodness of their own heart and as a, a non for profit, not for profit too. Yeah, it's a super cool project. And I've got, as soon as I heard about the cannabis lids, I mean, that happened, what, two days after cannabis was legalized? Exactly. They got all this promotion about collecting cannabis lids. Uh, I started a bag, a grocery bag full of, I don't do cannabis, so I don't have Mm -hmm. cannabis lids, but all the other, all the juice container lids and all that other stuff that we can't recycle. Yeah, it's killed me for years that we can't recycle this little bit of plastic for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I've got a grocery bag full of things that oh. I'm going to bring and drop off when I come visit you. For your float. <laughs> All right. My last question for you is if you if, if um, another entrepreneur was to come up and talk to you about starting a business, what would be your best tip for them in regards to social media? Um. One of the reasons why I think that we do well on social media, or I feel that we do well, I, I kind of, I do get feedback. People say that they love it. It's just because um, we're, we're real. I, I, I have to put in a bit of a filter. Like, you know, my, my background is engineering. So I was a lot of, I did a lot of field work out there. So I do have a bit of a potty mouth. However, <laughs> um, we do, we're real about it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things that I just didn't want to negotiate. It was a non-negotiable as well. Just, just we are real, but also what our business, what the business is here affords us to, that we can be real authentic people without having to have starch white collars and, you know, say like, I'm a financial advisor. Like we offer hugs and crying and space and inclusivity here. So um, I always just try to do that in our social media. And I encourage people to, to do that in their own as well. Cause eventually like, everyone's going to have to kind of do it. So try to make it feel less of a job, more of um, uh, something fun that's a service for you to do that really is like almost like stream of consciousness. Like I don't post every single day. Um, I try like, you know, I have certain things that may be scheduled, like if we have something coming up, but a lot of it is like, oh, snap, da, 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 da. And there you go. Um, and it's just, it is, it just happens right then and there. And I think that someone may have wrote something. We have these uh, books that you can write in after you float. And I always flip through them and someone will have written something that's just, you know, brings you to your knees with vulnerability and, and kindness that I can't wait to share that with someone. So we just 
you know, everyone should just be real, just be yourself. <laughs> be yourself. Yeah. Uh, which brings me back to the five second rule. Mm. So I think a lot of people think of all these great ideas in the moment. They think, oh, mm. I should take a picture of that and post it. Mm -hmm. And then they wait and they don't. And their brain convinces them they shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I want everybody who's listening out there to when the next time you think of that idea and it's vulnerable and it's real and it talks about your business, just do it. Do it before that five second rule kicks in and see Absolutely. what happens. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like, I really do love the five second rule because it kind of differentiates between being reactionary or doing something that you want to do before you trick yourself into not doing it. Because I try not to. That's one of my biggest my personal problem that I have is I have a bit of a knee jerk reactionary thing that I'm always trying to rein in, rein in, rein in. Yeah. The five second rule is great because it's like, check yourself, but now just do it. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we'll uh, we'll end it there. So awesome. thank you for joining me today and thank you educating us on the Thanks. float center, flotation center, and what floating therapy is and how it could benefit us. I commit to you that I will come try it. Yay! I will make an appointment now, and I, I promise I will come in. Good. Because I've wanted to try this for a long time. So thank you for joining me today, sharing with everybody your story and uh, the inspiration that you are. Um, for anybody who's listening, if you came in a little bit late, I've got two spots left for this season of the Halib Lab in March. If you want to be one of those spots and have your business featured, reach out to us at info at twerp.ca. And um, don't forget to go check out Social Media Day Halifax. The early bird tickets are on sale now for $145. If you are in or near Halifax or want to be in or near Halifax on June 21st for a full day of actionable learning that is geared to the small business owner here in, in, in Atlantic Canada, it's the place for you to be. The uh, information for that is at socialmediadayhalifax.com. Okay. Thank you to everybody who joined in on the live and commented. And Kim's actually saying there's only one spot left now to be a guest on Halablab. So somebody Yay. stole a spot while we were on here. Awesome. Um, so that's great. So we will see you guys all next week. And I hope you all go check out the Float Center and Social Media Day Halifax. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Halib Lab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halib Lab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.